Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week. In grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, the doctors and nurses in the hospital, especially the fine people who clean up after them, and those who keep the uh, shelf stock in the supermarkets during this pandemic and very short-lived uh, hurricane season, which has destroyed many crops orange juice, tomato crops, uh, radish crops, they're, they're all going to be very, very late this year uh, because of the hurricane I am. In, in, in that vein, uh, we'd like to send our deepest sympathies and uh, best wishes to everybody from Inglewood, Northport, Anagorda, Fort Charlotte, uh, Fort Myers, uh, and Fort Myers Beach. Uh, who have suffered such devastating losses. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, we hope you can recover and recover soon. Uh, we hate to lose any uh, any listeners, but especially we like to be able to say, um, welcome back, 
and hopefully you'll get your, your lives back together and your homes back together. Well, guys, it was a pretty exciting week this week. Uh, Tony, what do you think about uh, KL Plant uh, taking uh, Anthony Durrell out at, at nine? That was unbelievable. Uh, I'll tell you what, Durrell gave him a good fight. But Caleb Plant, like I think I said last week, Caleb Plant, I'm a new fan. I, I've always liked him, but after seeing that, it just shows just stay in the game and, you know, you never know what could happen. And I'm telling you what, I think it was a left hook took him straight out. That that man was seeing stars for five to ten minutes. Sure. Hmm. You know, the, uh, the, the one thing about that was that Durrell kept coming back. They, they did have him a couple times. Uh, it looked like he was going to go down, but he didn't go down until, until the ninth round. He went down hard, and uh, but he he did have the uh, like he said he did have the heart of a lion, and kept coming back. And uh, um, and I just uh, I I know Chris used to talk about uh, Larry Holmes and uh, uh, Tex Cobb when they uh, you know he owned uh, Tex Cobb's contract and. The day after the fight, uh, they were staying at the same hotel. They had to end up in the breakfast area at the same time. So they got a table together, and, and uh, uh, Tex looked over to Larry and said, how can you eat? And Larry says, I'm not. This is my breakfast. He had uh, uh, orange juice and put a, a, a egg in it and, and whipped it up. That was all he could do because he couldn't chew. And he says to Cobb, what's, what's your idea? He says, I live through pain. <laughs> Jeez. Cobb just, Cobb just uh, looked at him, and then he started laughing like, hell, he says, I, can't, I can't even chew my toast. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. yeah. The only thing is with Darrell, I mean, Darrell, I, I, what hurt him, and I get that you got to – you want to build the fight up. Everybody talks trash, and – and all that, but I think that Caleb Plant and Darrell's talking, the trash talking was a little bit excessive, and I think there is really some hatred between the two. And obviously, Darrell making his comments about this white boy can't beat me, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, then he gets dropped on the mat like that, um, and it didn't look too good for him. And but he he's a damn good fighter, but Caleb Plant just you know had a better night and. He's amazing. I mean, I I didn't like mm-hmm. what he did with uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Canelo, I, and about mm-hmm. from what I watched with uh, Darrell the other night, if he fights like that and fights Canelo again, I think mm-hmm. he could take him, especially now. Yeah. Mhm. True. Um, hey, Bob, what do you think uh, of uh, Cyborg? Uh, and uh, who is it, Katie Taylor? Coming up. Yes, we must be having a. What do you think, uh, Katie? Um, uh, first of all, I want to say uh, thanks for having me back on the show. Two weeks not here. It's good to be back on. And um, missed being on. Missed all the shows. Missed talking to y'all. But uh, yeah, that that could definitely go in as as a very good fight. Definitely a, uh, I would say, a very stand up heavy MMA fight. If it were to be an MMA fight, um, I would say it'd be a very stand up heavy MMA fight. I don't really see that fight going on the ground um, for for the majority. Um, but uh, I, I feel like with with those gloves and 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 just the whole MMA, you know, kicking and everything. I would say Cyborg would definitely have a lot more experience in the MMA world. And, and I think she's just a well-rounded, a lot better fighter in terms of MMA um, and, and than Katie Taylor is. But um, mm-hmm. if, if, if they were to fight, I, I, I would say that, um, that, that, uh, that Chris Cyborg would win. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it to be, you know, a knockout or – or a submission. Definitely, I would. I would. I would definitely think that it would not be a submission, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would. I would definitely probably start more towards you know, towards five rounds, 
then that 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 hires you know that that that'll uh, that'll make the odds advantage the odds of of a finish being more um, you know more capable of happening for both of the fighters. But I, if it were to be three fights, I would definitely see that going to a majority to, to Chris to Chris okay. Cyborg and, and decision. Good. What do you think, Bob? Uh, I didn't hear most of that. I'm having connectivity issues. I apologize. Okay, we're talking about Katie Taylor and Cyborg. Oh, and Cyborg, yeah. I, I don't know much. Uh, Katie, too, yeah. That would, that would be an amazing fight, but Cyborg's still a beast in that weight division. Uh, yeah, I'm still having trouble hearing you. I apologize. Okay. We also had uh, this afternoon, Katie Taylor won her uh, her match with uh, was it Kara, Kara Batala, Bahala. Did you, have you heard anything about that one, Caden? I have not. I don't really uh, follow that that realm of MMA much, but I, I do know who Katie Taylor is, and I do know who Chris um, Cyborg is. Mm-hmm. I know what they're okay. capable of. All right. Um, let me just pull back up here. Well, while we're doing that, uh, Tony, what do you think? Uh, Keith Thurman tells me he's got a deal, works uh, the fight Earl Spence. I saw something about that yesterday, and as much as I want to see that fight, at the same time, I don't, because I love both those guys a lot. I don't want to see either one of them get beat up, but um, if Keith Thurman steps back in the ring the way Keith Thurman was here a few years back, he can give Errol Spence a good run for his money. Uh, I'm a big Errol Spence fan. I'm a big Keith Thurman fan, too. But I, I think right now Errol Spence is on top of the game. He's been in it. Mm-hmm. I I think he um, might have a slight edge over Thurman. But you never know because Keith could throw that one shot. It'd be the first time Errol sees the ground. But I don't know that that would happen. Um, mm-hmm. He would definitely have to be in his A game for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I would like to see it. It's one of those that you don't want to see either one of your favorite fighters lose. Right. Uh, right. Well, we're going to welcome Ty here. Ty's been, uh, been out actually uh, pursuing his. his uh, now, Ty, while you were away, um, and I don't want to bring this up to make anybody look bad or anything, but Aiden got a sandwich. <laughs> I could smell that well, from Sarasota. <laughs> you know, that happens. That that happens. That happens, right? You know what I mean? That happens. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take, I, like I said, my my motto is embrace the crow. <laughs> embrace the crow. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's like a double whopper with cheese. I think that was a, a double one. But we're we're just talking about uh, Keith Thurman and, and uh, Earl Spence. Uh, I was up the gym the other day, and, and Keith told me that. Uh, that he has that the deal has been worked, uh, I guess for early next year, uh, they'll be fighting uh, Earl. What's your thoughts? Right. Well, I agree. Uh, what was said before, you, you'd have to lean towards Spence, but you can't rule Keith out. Um, I kind of anticipated that this might happen if the negotiation fell through between Crawford and Spence. I, 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 you know, Keith had made it pretty clear that he wanted to fight two to three times this year. When he was sitting out, mm-hmm. I said, he's sitting out because he's trying to see what the result of these negotiations are. Because, obviously, if that fight didn't come off, he was going to be a number one contender uh, as a potential choice. And um, mm-hmm. so this does not surprise me. But I absolutely agree. You know, you cannot rule Keith out. He's definitely a dangerous opponent. But at this day and time, you'd have to lean towards Errol. He's been more active. He's been on top of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Bob, what do you think? If, uh, there's a possibility of uh, Sterling and O'Malley. Um, what's your thought about that in the octagon? Yeah, I haven't heard much about that. O'Malley did fairly good on his last uh, showing, but um, I'm not sure where he's going next. Okay. Caden? An itching, an itching to talk about this O'Malley fight. And oh, right. yeah, I think it's I think it's a really big one that that people weren't 
expecting, and even I wasn't expecting, um, especially mm-hmm. down to that that decision. You know, I I thought it was clear cut. Okay, give you know, uh, uh, Jan's about to go and and fight Sterling for a third time. Uh, he's going to go beat O'Malley swiftly, and even up to the decision, I was like, look, you look at the stats. You know, what was it like six mm-hmm. takedowns? Six takedowns, mm-hmm. almost six minutes of control time, and and um, like fifty nine significant strikes. The only thing that that O'Malley had in terms of stats, even though stats aren't everything, I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of stats, the only really main stat when it comes to points that O'Malley had over Jan was a singular significant strike. I think actually mm-hmm. I think it was like sixty two. I think he had like sixty two significant strikes. So he had like three or four more significant strikes uh than than Jan did. And you know, looking at the scorecard and watching the overall fight and watching those big you know, big shots that, that uh O'Malley was taking and all the times she was getting taken down and the times she was getting controlled, you know, I thought it was in one of those rounds I would even say it was a ten eight. I would say it was a ten eight, mm-hmm. it should have been a ten eight on the scorecard. Uh, for for mm-hmm. young, uh, I think that that um, it was probably round two. You know, Jan oh, mm-hmm. went out in the round two and looked amazing. You know, you, you could really say mm-hmm. you know, they they go par for par in the first round. You know, maybe O'Malley edges him in the first round uh, for for a, for a ten nine, but very very close. And mm-hmm. in that second round, Jan just came out there and outclassed him, and I, I think really. Really, uh, really destroyed him in that, in that second round, and it was pretty dominant. And the third round was kind of a very close round as well. Um, I think it could that that round maybe could have gone either way, but I was still giving that to to Jan. And I mean, honestly, if the fight should have been anything, if, if it, it probably should have been a no contest, um, and, and I think they should fight again. Either way, they need to fight again, whether whether Jan won. Uh, or not, either way they need to fight again. But uh, I, w- I would say that, that is a clear-cut robbery. Um, I-, I don't think O'Malley really deserved to win that fight. I don't really think he did win that fight. Um, and you know, Jan really should have been the one that had his hand raised at the end of the day. But uh, you know, yeah. things happen for a reason. Maybe O'Malley goes in there and beats Sterling. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't see that happening. I think the only man capable of beating Aljamain Sterling in that entire division is Peter Young. And even if, that's going to be pretty hard to do. You know, Sterling is he's actually he's a very good champion. You know, I, I think a lot of people are, you know, making fun of him for that first fight against Jan and, and, and especially that fight against Dillashaw. You know, Dillashaw, he was losing that fight all the way from before he even stepped in the octagon. You know, he, he had had uh, shoulder uh, shoulder surgery like a couple couple months before the fight, so his his, his shoulder was prone to to pop out of place. And round one on the first very first takedown, it you know he goes down, shoulder pops out of place, right there, fight's over. You know, and it was it was it was very sad to see that because I was I was really gunning for Dillashaw, or you know, I, I, as you say, you know, TJ Tillashaw. He's uh, taking all those steroids, but um, yeah, you know, I was I was gunning for him to win, and I, yeah, I think that's a very winnable fight for him, especially from what he saw what we saw against Corey Sandhagen a couple months ago. Um, but a very unfortunate win, and uh, and I, I think Sterling is actually you know even with that, I think he put up a great fight against Jan in their second fight, but uh, I, I he's I say he's dominating O'Malley. You know, and he's and he's retaining his championship. He needs someone who, who's an actually you know good stylistic matchup for him, which he really hasn't fought anybody that is a good stylistic matchup for him. Mhm. Okay. What do you think, uh, Ty? Well, a couple things. I don't know if you guys remember this, right? But on the show, I had predicted Peter Yana win, but I said there was a, a, a path for O'Malley to win a three-round fight. Um, with that mm-hmm. said, I thought, you know, I agree with Kate, and I thought Peter Jan clearly won. I thought if you could give O'Malley a round, you give him the first round. Uh, the second round was hellfire. He hit uh, Peter Jan with a big shot, but Peter Jan came back and dropped him. 
and, you know, kind of took over the round with takedowns, and I thought he was John. Um, did more in the last round. So I thought he clearly won a fight. I didn't think it was a good decision. Um, <laughs> with that said, uh, because, you know, a lot of people didn't think it was a good decision, even though Dana White, before the fight, said, you know, the winner of Peter Yan, um, Sean O'Malley gets the next title shot, after the fight, he hedged his bet. And now he's saying that, he believes that he would potentially give Triple C, Henry Cejudo, the opportunity. <laughs> yes. So that's yes. been what's bantied about. It hasn't been, even though Sean O'Malley was supposedly, if he wins, he gets the title shot. If he wins, he gets the title shot. Well, Sean O'Malley won, but the nature of his victory didn't stamp anything. And kudos to Sean O'Malley. He performed better than most everyone thought he would. Um, and he looked like he could have gone five rounds, too. He looked like his cardio was good and everything. So he's a legit contender. He's a legit guy. But he didn't stamp himself as the next contender. And with that being said, Dana White has himself has thrown in Henry Cejudo's name and said that's the fight he'd like to see next. So potentially mm-hmm. that's what we could be looking at next. You know, I'm, I'm I'm very glad you said that because I'm a, I'm a very big Henry Cejudo fan, and I had no idea about that. And if if someone is a good stylistic matchup in that division, if it's anybody, it's Henry Cejudo. And I think he is going to be cleared to fight soon. Uh, I think he's just going through his whole USADA um, clear-ups and everything. And same with John Jones. Hopefully we can see him back in the afternoon soon. Okay. Hi, right, Tony. Um uh, Alexander U- uh, Usyk uh, was running his mouth uh, last week in the papers and said he'd love to have Wilder after uh, he beats uh, Fury. Um, one, I guess, the first question is, can Wilder beat Fury? And number two, is it just uh, um, pissing in the wind that uh, uh, Usyk would even think that he should be in the ring with him? So the first question is, can Wilder beat Fury or can Wilder beat yeah, he will be Fury. Can he? Uh, yeah, he can. Uh, well, he's going to have to get, deliver another shot like he did that last time, but that man can take a shot, and to get up off the ground after that mm-hmm. one shot, you have got to be just a phenomenal athlete because, I mean, he just looked like, hey, what's up, everybody? He got up off the bat and it was no big deal. And, um can Wilder do it? Yeah, Wilder could do it. Will he do it? I doubt it. And I love Deontay Wilder, but I just don't think Tyson Fury will be stopped. But what was the second one about who versus you? Well, it's the second second one just canceled out what you just said. Because Usyk wants him after uh, the Fury fight. If I think if it. Usyk and Wilder were to fight, I think that would be a better fight uh, all the way mm-hmm. around. I mean. Um, I think as far as boxing and skills and, and things like that, Usyk obviously is going to give him a run for the money. Uh, if Wilder could deliver a shot to Usyk like he did to uh, Fury, I don't know that Usyk could get up from that like Fury did. And, and that's going to be the big thing. I think uh, Wilder's got the knockout power. He's got the strength, and that's what he's aiming to do. If he goes for that shot and lands it, I don't see, I don't see Usyk getting up from that one. Um, then again, it could go the other way as well. Okay. Yeah, you know, Usyk could. Well, I think it's pretty proven that Deontay Wilder can't beat Tyson Fury because he tried three times and didn't get the job done. Um, and it's kind of irrelevant because Tyson Fury, as we know, is signed to fight Derek Sora in a trilogy in a voluntary defense. As far as right. Usyk and Deontay Wilder, that's something that Usyk has called for and said it's a fight he would like to have. Um, and obviously, you know, Deontay Wilder would like to fight. Whether it happens, who knows? Uh, unfortunately, fighters that are affiliated with uh, Showtime, Fox, PBC tend to not fight fighters who don't sign contracts with them. Uh, Usyk, as we know, is not with them. He's been uh, primarily with Hearn and and represented over in Europe. So don't know the likelihood of that fight happening. 
Uh, if that fight were to happen, that's a. I love Usyk. He is going to completely befuddle Deontay, potentially until. Um, very dangerous fight. Usyk has proven he can take a shot. I saw him take a a home run shot from Joshua, but uh, Deontay Wilder is a different beast as far as punching power. And if anybody could slap Usyk, it would be Deontay. Okay. Well, we're joined by uh, uh, one of our former uh, co-hosts, and uh, I believe he may be going through uh, some kind of a, uh, a life change, sex change, or something like that. He called himself Bonito El Dolcalso now. Oh, so, uh, Jesus, I need his number. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys and gals? This is the Big Dog Bit. Here's Junior coming at you from Fighting Words Radio yeah. Network. Keep us real. The steroids are working, sir, or ma'am. <laughs> Man, no, listen, 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 listen. I'm working. Uh, I've been working down the San Antonio this, this past week. I'm home, by the way, back in East Texas. And I've been um, to San Antonio. And um, they have beans in every meal there. And, uh, like, listen, I love Mexican food, but I've had so much Mexican food, my ass can't take no more. And um, and their food down there is, like, a lot hotter than up here in Texas. It's, when it says hot, it really means caliente. And uh, so, yeah, so now it's no longer beating Anderson. It's Benito Hernandez. But uh, <laughs> I, love my people. I love my people down there. It's, it's great. But, yeah, Benito Hernandez. Cade knows all about Cade. beans. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I love beans. I love beans. I really do. But but, but two things don't, don't like my beans: my underwear or the toilet. So, anyways, <laughs> um, and they make great sandwiches, sir. Trust me. Oh yeah. <laughs> we all get a taste of them every now and then on this show. Right. Okay. Hey, Benny, let so me ask you a question. Who just, said, who just said Wilder was their favorite fighter at this time? Who just said that? That would be me. Okay, Tyler, can I apologize? Said what? Tony, I apologize. That's Tony. I'm going to tell you right Tony. now. I know somebody who will be crap out of Wilder, and it's my wife. Because um, <laughs> she's a great boxer. I didn't know she was a good boxer. I came home drunk, and she was talk, you know, talking smack and and she said, you better calm down. So I threw a left hook and she, she just went, Poof. it was like, Poof. right in the stomach and front of the chin. I woke up this morning and I apologized and now we're back in love. So um, never swing on your wife. There you go. <laughs> it's right, just the Listen, guys. Get back to the show. Before uh, Benny, what do you think of Canelo uh, calling out uh, Bible? Can he beat Bible? Man, No. <laughs> You don't nope. think so? Well, you like Wilder. No. Um, well, say something. Well, I call somebody else for two reasons. If you think you can, and if you want the green, right? Money. You don't think that? Think about it. Money. If, if you make more money calling people out, you make more money fighting something you can't, you know, you win, lose, lose, or win, lose, just wait. Right? You don't think? Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think, Shai? Just just okay, well, before be, before Canelo Bivol, I predicted that Bivol would win, if you guys remember correctly. Uh, yes, so there did. was nothing about the first fight that would cause me to change my prediction one iota. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree with that one. Yeah. Well, okay, listen, guys, before I get off here. I gotta, before I got to go, my wife was walking. I'm in trouble because last night. Listen, about what was the was not the, uh, the Spider-Man fighting. Uh, what was it Paul? Logan Paul? They tomorrow, next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's yeah. that's that's actually tonight, big dog. Yes, it's 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 Spider-Man. That's tonight. tonight. Yeah. Is it a setup to make Paul look better? Or does uh, have, a, have a chance? I mean, what? I mean, what? What? What, what do you think? I, I got to know. Okay. I think I think Spider's got a chance. I mean, really Spider's got know. great hands, but yeah. uh, Jake Paul is, you know, again, if he's behind the fighters uh, with the UFC and then getting paid more, I like him. But if not, 
I still think he's a douche. So, uh, you know, as far as going to Spider, he, he, he's, got, he's got good chance. I mean, Spider's got good hands. But, again, we're not boxers. Jake Paul's not a boxer, but he's studying yeah. boxing. It's all there is to it. You know, you know what I mean? He throws the leg kick right there, but he has that. Four years. Yeah. He's been yeah, literally well, training and boxing for four years. There you go. The guys around him are world-class uh, trainers. And, you know, and, and like, like Bob said, you know, the spider's great with his hands, but he's not a he's not a boxer. Not what he's, he's not, not a boxer. Why, why not do this? He's 46. Yes. Well, I'm 47. I can still whoop a midget's ass. But listen, why not? Why not? Why not put put these? Why not put these guys in a position where okay, let's fight in the boxing ring, and then let's fight in the cage. You know what I'm saying? Put them put them in, in their element, outer element. You know what I'm saying? Right. Stop right. Right. Way, stop fighting these guys way past their damn prime. You know, fight fight a, fight a stand up guy. Fight somebody. You know. But listen. Hey man, those guys are smart. They're making more money. I gotta go to work Monday. They don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So they know what they're doing. But I'm fixing to get off. I'm fixing to get off here, guys. Because my wife just walked in. She had to look in her eyes like it is just wants to make love or fight. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you guys. This. I love. I love you guys. I think a lot of you guys. Butch, the the, the, the family child. You're all great people. And tonight, mark my words. When I win the $825 million lottery. You, all you guys are getting brand new cars. Brand You're new the cars. man. Thank you. Now, it's going to be a 1987 Pinto, but you're getting brand new cars. <laughs> brand new cars. And, and another thing, and one, more thing before, one more thing before I go. I quit all social media, but I am back on Twitter. Thank you, Elon Musk. I am back on Twitter today. Anyway, I shall let y'all guys go. Love you guys. God bless. Be safe. Be good. And remember what I always say. Just drink it. <laughs> there you go. Have a good one. He's already gone. He's already gone. Oh, yeah, he's Kate, already gone. Even... Oh, yeah. And he says he's gone. He's gone. Kate, you, I know you're chomping at the bit on your uh, Volkanovski and uh, Makachev uh, fight. Tell me about it. Oh, that's um. Well, uh, if if people didn't know, um, you know, Volkanovski was already you know training for for either fighting Oliveira or Makachev even before that that you know that that fight was um, really announced between Makachev and Volk because he was supposed to be the stand-in fighter for Oliveira versus Makachev. <laughs> Uh, which I'm sure we, if you guys, if you guys haven't talked about, we will talk about tonight. Um, but he, he was he was training to be the stand-in for that fight, so he's already you know been training to fight either Oliveira or Makachev, which they're you know they're both you know they're both ground fighters, so they're he he already he's already basically had the training to fight a ground fighter either way, whether Oliveira or Makachev. So he you know it's not like. Um, He's coming into this fight unprepared or anything, but uh, yeah, that 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 is that is supposed to be the next lightweight championship fight. Uh, Volkanovski is going to try and move up and defeat Islam Makachev to become double champ. Now, can he do it? Because, you know, from from what I because from what I saw in in the Oliveira Makachev fight, Makachev looked like a hell of a good fighter. He looks like an amazing fighter, you know, and, and I think the main, you know, I think the main problem with, with Oliveira is when he's gotten knocked down, he's always used to guys just kind of standing away, you know, and, and letting him get up because no one's ever had the skills and, and, and the skill set to even try and attempt to go on the ground against um, Oliveira, especially not Oliveira mm-hmm. in his prime, maybe even Oliveira when he wasn't really doing so hot. But um, now that he's on fire and he's, you know, most submissions in UFC history, um, everyone's kind of just, when they knock him down, they just walk away. Uh, but mm-hmm. when, when, when Oliveira went for that flying knee, which very dumb decision, don't know why he would do that. Um, and he, on the way down, he got caught with a, a right hook from hell. And he got knocked down. And Makachev was the first person he's really ever fought 
that's just jumped on top of him and taken that opportunity. And because he's so strong, like Khabib, you know, he just got him straight in the arm triangle right away and, and just kind of muscled his way into that arm triangle. And that that is, you know, that, that's really something that's only particular to those guys that train in the, the Chechen, you know, those, those Chechens and those Tajikistan and people from that cool Caucasus Mountains region of Russia and uh, Eurasia is 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 a really uh is a, is a really cool you know uh wrestling form because it's like pure strength you know they go in there and they, they use everything they can with their muscles to to kind of muscle you around the mat and they not i feel like most of it is 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 strength but a lot of it has to do with balance like if if you look at Dustin Poirier when he was talking about when he fought him and when he got probably the closest to you know, Khabib ever losing is when is when he got uh, Khabib. I think it was in the guillotine, and it was in the second round. And he was talking about how how unbelievable Khabib's balance was when he on the ground. When he was on the ground, not only was he extremely strong, he was very balanced, and, and he knew how to get him in one spot. And if you look at you know round one of that Oliveira Makachev fight. Oliveira was really controlling the balance of the fight, especially when it was on the ground. He knew the, the positions to put him in, the ways to put his weight on him, and right when he saw his opportunity, he seized it. Now, will he be able to mm-hmm. do that with Volkanovski? He's not going to be able to knock him down. I don't think he's going to be able to knock down Volk. And, you know, with Volk being submitted, he's never really faced someone as strong and as balanced as Islam Makachev, but he did fight T-City. When he fought Brian Ortega, you know, he got him in, I think it was like two submissions, and they were both as, you know, clear as day, some of the most tightest submissions I've ever seen anybody get out of. And, mm-hmm. and he got out of both of them. Or I had to to someone as strong and as, well, as well-versed in wrestling as Islam Makachev, I don't know, but we're definitely going to see. There's definitely going to be mm-hmm. you know, some sort of... Um, Submission attempt uh, attempted in this fight, and no one's really tried Makachev's chin either, except for that one fight where Makachev got knocked on his ass and he lost. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's really what's gonna happen. What's gonna have to happen for both. That's the only way he's really gonna win. Is he's he's not gonna mm-hmm. do anything on the ground against Makachev. He's not gonna be able to out wrestle him. He's not gonna use yeah. jujitsu. He's gonna try to go in there, stand in front of him try to jam his takedowns as, as, as much as he can. And I think the main thing that he needs to do is just stay away from the fence. He needs to stay away from the fence as much as he can. Because if you look at uh, Makachev and his takedowns, he likes leg sweeps. He really likes to grab you, control you, slam you to the ground, use his legs, he likes to push you up against the, the fence. He, he likes to put you where he, where he wants you to be. And, and that's a really dangerous thing when, it, when it's coming to a guy who's so versatile on the ground and so strong on the ground. But if you can stay away from that and you can get your hands going and you can find openings like Volk loves to do, like in that last fight against uh, Holloway, he outstruck one of the greatest strikers, if not the greatest striker in UFC history. You know, and that was that was a very you know, amazing spectacle. I think a lot of people were not ready for. And he can definitely use his power and his speed and his technicality against Makachev when they fight. Um, now, can he mm-hmm. win? I, yeah, I think he can win. I think there's a very good shot at him winning. Um, but you know, with with Makachev looking about how he's looking now. If the fight goes to the mm-hmm. ground, I think he knows he's going to win. You know, as soon okay. as he's getting on the ground, Volk has to do everything he can to, to, to get up. He needs to do everything he can to get out of that predicament. Because you already know McIntyre most of it, every opportunity he gets. Well, I, I pretty much agree with Caden at the same point. I mean, Oliver is a beast. There, there's no, like, I wouldn't want to fight Oliver now, even being a heavyweight, even though I'm uh, for money. But I wouldn't fight Khabib or, or Hazmat for food. These guys have wrestled bears, okay? For fuck's sake. All right, so so the thing is, I mean, the, uh, Oliver could throw a flying knee at a bear. It's just not going to do the same. It's not. These guys aren't human. 
they're 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 coming in above and beyond with a wrestling skill that that is is unheard of and, and is the the pain threshold is different. You, you know what I mean? So I mean, Oliveira, I'm behind Caden, and and Caden, you know, actually got me pumped up about. I mean, Oliveira's a beast, and and I was like, okay, he's pretty good. Everybody could be Gagey. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? I don't want to listen when I'm wrong, but I'll admit when I'm wrong. You know, it just takes a few seconds. But these guys are um, animals. I mean, I, uh, Magachev, uh, uh, or you know, uh, Khabib, um, all these guys—they're they're just dominating the sport, and their 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 hands and and and, and tails above uh, an incredible athlete. I mean, I don't even know what class mm-hmm. to put them in. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, uh, uh, Ty, what do you think uh, tonight? We have Jaime Mangola, Mangoya against uh, uh, Gonzalo. Uh, what's it, Correa? Um, what's your thoughts? On <laughs> I didn't know Jaime was fighting tonight, but the problem with Jaime Mangoya is he is a guy who's actually turned down title shots and essentially fights guys that, for him, are nothing more than cannon fodder. Um, so the question is, when is he going to step up his level of opposition and uh, fight a guy who could pose a challenge to him or actually fight for a title? Since he's moved up to middleweight, he's fought nothing more than French contenders to journeymen. And uh, so this just kind of continues um, him treading water as opposed to uh, taking advantage of the status as an undefeated fighter who's number one ranked uh, among different organizations. Not many fighters actually turn down a mandatory. It's one thing where the champion is mandated to fight somebody, but the contender, when the contender has a mandatory title shot, they tend not to turn it down. I mean, McGee has turned down like two to go just fight like journeymen. So I don't know really what Golden mm-hmm. Boy is doing with him. You know, the thought process mm-hmm. at one point was that they were just, you know, trying to develop him. He was, a, you know, a guy who's very raw. He's definitely grown with Eric Morales, so maybe they're just trying to wait to see more growth. He's been on the scene for a while, but he's still only like 26. So uh, we'll see. But um, up until this point, though, for the last six fights, have been, you know, essentially kind of meaningless. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where he goes after you know, this next cannon fighter. Okay. Tony, uh, uh, Devin Haney's decided that he was going to vacate uh, uh, all his 135-pound uh, uh, titles. Uh, what do you, what's that leave for him? What's his next step? Ah, that's interesting. I wouldn't know what to even think. I'm shocked he's doing that, but I guess maybe he's showing the world he got everything at that particular weight and he's going to move up a little bit or down. I, I don't know which one he's planning on doing, but uh, probably just going to go for the bigger and better cheese, my guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a, a good idea or not, but I guess if you, uh, if you love the sport and you want to try to show people that you could do it in all different weight classes and it's not just about being a title holder of the money, then God bless them for, for doing that. I mean, that, that's uh, it's fantastic. So we'll see what happens. I'm not quite sure what his plan is, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'd also, yeah. just real quick, just to take two seconds, uh, like to shout out to a listener who just texted, uh, Bad Chad Hedrick. He is uh, loving this show. Texted, uh, I want to thank all you guys for the laughter and comedy this evening. Uh, it's the only guy I know that uh, can set fire to things and get away with it and slap wrestlers in a <laughs> wrestling ring in Orlando and not get his ass beat. So um, he's disabled now, but it wasn't because he got beat up by Bad News Allen, but it was damn close. So mm-hmm. Just want to shout out to him, and uh, we love you guys. Yeah. Always love to hear from you, uh, from our listeners. Okay, so, Ty, uh, Fury's going to go to take Chisuro, like you mentioned before. They're going to Dubai. Is that for the cash? Well, yeah, it's absolutely just a money fight, right? He beat Chisuro clearly twice. Um, he, You know, they came up together, uh, and, you know, and they fought relatively early in their careers, and, you know, Ty Fury won you know, a tough but clean uh, decision. And then they fought again, and Tyson Fury 
uh, stopped him in 10 rounds. Chisura didn't come out for the 11th round. Um, so what this is is essentially just a money fight. Uh, it's a trilogy. Just, you know, Fury always said he wanted. And part of the reason why this happening is happening, honestly, is because Tyson Fury likes Derek Chisura, and he's giving him a payday. And Derek Chisura is a voluntary defense. Chisura doesn't really... You know, historically, he obviously hasn't presented a threat to Tyson Fury. But, uh, you know, Tyson Fury was calling out Joshua. That fight didn't, you know, uh, come to fruition. So he's throwing a guy that he kind of digs a payday. That's essentially mm-hmm. what this is. So it's absolutely, you know, about money. Now, he's going to go in there and try to hurt Chisora. Uh, Chisora's going to go in there and try to win. But make no mistake, this is Tyson Fury throwing a, you know, a, a, a hard luck guy that he's always kind of dug a payback. Exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, let's just stay with you for a minute there. Uh, Dylan White uh, uh, versus uh, Franklin. Uh, very shortly. What's Under any circumstances, I would favor Dylan White. He's too experienced. He, he would take Franklin in the deep, in the deep waters and drown him. I don't know if he'd stop him, but, you know, maybe decision him. But, I, you know, under any circumstances, I favor Dylan White. Dylan White is coming off uh, essentially a one-punch knockout loss to Tyson Fury where he got caught with that left hook. That, that was the last time he fought. And mm-hmm. within his last four fights, he's been knocked out twice. Remember, he's knocked out by, by Povetkin uh, just like mm-hmm. a couple years back. So... Dylan is now like 35. I I still mm-hmm. favor him over Jermaine Franklin because even though he's been knocked absolutely cold twice uh, in the last four or five fights, he you know he's historically resilient and he's a guy who takes you to deep water and kind of drowns you with pressure, body punches, and he's a rough guy. So I favor him over Jermaine Franklin. But the caveat for me is all you know I always got to see what a guy looks like after he's been sparked. And Dylan White's mm-hmm. last fight, he was sparked. So, although I favor him, I need to, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kate, you got anything you want to bring up here tonight? Did we miss? Um, maybe uh, Qatar versus Arnold Allen. That's uh, yeah, that that's fight tonight. Yeah. And um, that's, that's the main, that's the main card, the main event. For uh, tonight's uh, UFC Fight Night, and uh, that's 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 kind of it's kind of a big one for that division, you know, the up and coming star Arnold Allen, um, and veteran striker uh, Calvin Qatar go at it, and it, I, I see this fight being a thriller. Every single fight that that these guys are in, it's it's never boring, you know, especially the last couple Calvin Qatar fights. You know, we know Calvin Guitar likes to get ugly with his elbows, and he likes to he likes to really get bloody, and and he goes in, you know, and and he can take a lot of hits, he can take a lot of shots, and uh, Arnold Allen is an extremely fast striker, and 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 an accomplished all all around well rounded fighter in the UFC, um, and he's coming off a win against uh, against uh, who was it, uh, um, uh. Hooker, so he's coming off a win against Hooker, uh, Dan Hooker, and uh, you know that that's not that's not a very big accomplishment, you know, because everyone's beating Dan Hooker now. But this was when Dan Hooker was good, or at, at you know at least at the end of his peak, and now he's kind of going in a downward spiral. But um, you know Arnold Allen really isn't as accomplished as Calvin Qatar is, um, so I, I do see a lot more. Um, I, I do see this going Calvin Qatar's way especially because of the, the quality of the fighters he's fought and uh, the amount of fighters he's fought and, you know, the amount of tape that he has put out. But, uh, I, you know, this this kid it is a fight that could really go either way. I'm, I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised if Arnold Allen pulled out with the win, but uh, I am gunning for uh, Calvin Qatar to win and, and, and Calvin Qatar. I think he is going to win. And uh, I, I think it is going to be by finish either way. It, I think I – don't, I don't see this fight going the distance. I really don't. Okay. Just so everybody knows, Caden uh, uh, works with me on the uh, – not putting this uh, 
a program together, and uh, he uh, he's my go-to guy when I need to to um, see what's going on in the MMA field uh, to put on this the list, and then he he's listed up most of them here today. Um, Bob is our guy that we go to when we want to have the um, technical part of MMA and uh, UFC. Uh, I was going to go with comedic relief. Comedic <laughs> relief. I, that's all I'm good for. I, I, I'm, I'm worthless <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> we got we have Bert Benny for that. <laughs> yeah, you've always been pretty good. Uh, let, let me ask uh, Tony one more time about uh, Diaz and Sabata tonight. Diaz and Sabato? Diaz Jr., yeah. Which Diaz? Uh, Junior. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that fight. I didn't even really know that one tonight. Um, yeah, it should be interesting later. either way, though. I mean, it's going to be. I think I could. I I don't know Sabato. What I know about Sabato, probably I would be leaning maybe in his corner a little bit tonight on that mm-hmm. one. Uh, okay. Is it JoJo Diaz? Yes, yeah, Jojo Diaz versus William Cepeda. And okay. Cepeda's undefeated. He's coming up. This is a step up for him. His last fight, he fought Rene Alvarado. He beat him. He struggled a little bit more than, than people thought he would. But uh, at this weight, you know, Jojo Diaz is fighting at 135. He came up from 126. Uh, remember, Jojo Diaz fought Devin Haney just a couple fights ago. And he's small at the weight. Zepeda's a legitimate lightweight. Um, however, this is a tremendous step up in class for him uh, from Rene Alvarado, which was his, you know, the, the best guy he fought before. Um, right. So this, this is, you know, kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? It's kind of like the MMA fight between Calvin Couture and Arnold Allen. This is a step up, like Katie said, for Arnold Allen. Calvin Qatar is more proven. He's been there. Uh, this is a step up for Zapata. Jojo Diaz is the former champion. He's more proven. He's been there. And when you have fights like this, you kind of don't know until you know. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, once the guy, like, is he on that level? It's fights like these that tell, will tell you. You know where William Zapata is at and where Arnold Allen's at. You know, so they're hard mm-hmm. to predict fights. Right? You know, I agree with Kate. I lean towards um, Calvin Qatar. Uh, I'm a little less certain about you know Zapata and, and JoJo. I I, I kind of lean towards JoJo, but I could see the height, the reach, and the power giving them trouble. So again, you don't mm-hmm. know until you know. So it's a proving ground for both of these fighters in their respective sports tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not a JoJo fan personally. I mean, he's a great fighter. He's fantastic. I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. Um, I'm going for his motto. I I think he'll be able to pull it off. Okay. I'm kind of. I'm kind of with you, Tony. I'm, I'm as far as being a fan of JoJo. I'm. I'm 100% meh on JoJo. Just absolutely exactly. different. <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah. Nothing yeah. personal against Emery. I mean, yeah, he's just, a great fighter. I just, I'm just not a big fan. One thing yeah. about him um, is, if he's in a fight, I'm, I'm usually going to want to watch because, you know, he brings the action. But yeah, for whatever reason, I'm 100 percent apathetic to Joe Tiaz. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. It's kind of one of your one of your former favorites, uh, Roman Chocolito Gonzalez. Uh, has a fight coming up uh, with uh, Juan Estrada. What's your I thought? love Estrada more. <laughs> uh, Estrada's my guy, my guy right behind Usyk. Uh, with that said, um, I thought Chocolatito beat him the last time, even though they, they gave the decision to Estrada. Um, and they both have age. You know, Estrada's slightly younger. But, you know, their fights were, to me, he looks like he's aged a little bit more uh, than, than Chocolatito. Outside of being, you know, knocked out by SSR, Chocolatito's been looking pretty good. He's got his engine revved up. Based on their last fight, which was, you know, they each had a, a fight in the interim. Um, but based on their last fight, man, as much as I hate to say it, I love Chocolatito, but I, I like Estrada more. As much as I hate to say it, I got to lean 
Tortoise Chocolatito um, to pull out a you know a close and it could be a controversial decision because I believe if if it's close it's going to him last time. So uh, I favor Chocolatito. I lean towards him, um, but I'm hoping you know Estrada could have a vintage performance and upset upset the apple cart. But I, I don't see it, of course. Where's Chocolatito been hiding? He he uh, after he fought Estrada, he just had a fight. I forget who he fought. He just dominated some kid, and uh, then they've been, you know, trying to make this fight for the last several months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guys, we're just at the uh, end of our hour here, and I want to thank uh, Bob. Thanks a million for for helping us out. I know you're out uh, sailing, and you uh, always take an extra time to to help us out. Uh, it is so hard to be a trophy husband. You guys don't do it on your own. You know, check with your your high school guidance counselor. Make sure it's the right fit. There's a few, only a few of us that can be trophy husbands. So, only the elite. But God bless everybody. It's kind of like a participation trophy, really. But but still, <laughs> trophy nonetheless. <laughs> You're the eye candy. I want to thank everybody for being on tonight. Ty, I know you. You're always there for us. And, you always have the, uh, the background and the back back up for us, so uh, we really appreciate that. Caden, super job tonight, as always. Um, Great job, Caden. Not only help me put this thing together, but uh, uh, just delivering the message. Tony, uh, excellent Thank job, uh, as always. Now, on, uh, on the 2nd of uh, November is a very important day. That's the uh, fifth birthday of Mr. Uh, Robert Anthony Carroll. So uh, next week uh, we'll be up in Jacksonville to celebrate uh, his fifth birthday with his family. So uh, we won't be on, but uh, uh, I got to tell you, everybody, that uh, Bobby does live on in this kid. He's got his mannerisms. He's got his empathy for people, for animals, uh, his quest for knowledge, uh, everything that uh, I would – I saw when I was raising Bobby is in this kid. And Frankie and, and McKenna are doing a great job. So uh, we'll be off next week, but uh, we'll be back in the following week. And uh, we'll have a great program. So I want to thank everybody for, for coming on again. Tony, uh, you want to lead us out? Yeah, happy early birthday, little Robert. And I hope he has a great little party up there. And you guys have a great time and good celebration. Uh, shout out to everybody. I I wait on a confirmation from Perella to see if we can have him on next week's show. Hopefully, I'll have that here within the hour. Uh, shout out to Bad Chad Hedrick again in Sarasota to all the listeners. We love you. Thank you for allowing us to do this. Thank you guys for allowing me to be on the show with you. I learn every week. It's just fantastic. So we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, baby Bobby's not so baby anymore. Happy fifth birthday to him. <laughs> and uh, yeah. everybody did an amazing job. Uh, Bob, thank you for always backing me up in the MMA. Ty, Vito, thank you for always being on point with the boxing. And I uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. Everyone has a great night. And remember, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So enjoy it. Hey. Yeah, baby. Talk about somebody beyond his, his years of age, huh? Uh, oh, yeah. Now, uh, on there, the next next person is uh, somebody we don't say enough about. Uh, he has a, a active production company, uh, and his Ty, just just give us a plug for your company. Well, the, the name of my company is called Fragments of Reality Entertainment, and currently working on a full length feature documentary on wrongful conviction and uh so that's why i've been, on, been very busy uh you know traveling the east coast getting interviews and things of that nature with that said it's great to be on love you guys bob brick cage um 
Tony, it was great to be on with you guys. Obviously, Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. And Butch, specifically for you, Phillies in six. That's right, man. Go for it. There you go, bro. Yep. And guys, again, I want to thank you for everything you do every week. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of police and fire services, the doctors and nurses at the hospital, especially those fine people to clean up after them, and the men and women in the uh, supermarkets to keep our, our stocks our, to stock up. Um, these programs are dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Kolka, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Detective Brandy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henler, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Onapo Crispin, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Myers, Nassau County Sheriff's Office, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artif Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Ogle, Longwood Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hendrick Hardick, I'm sorry, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. And Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, sometime will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, in the roadway, it's up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields. The sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hand. Good night. God bless and have a great week.
County Dispatch to 1999, County Dispatch to 1999, County Dispatch to 1999. All units be advised, 1999's responded to his last emergency. May God rest his soul. Thank you. 